Hey Dreamer, it's January 11th, so 111. I literally see that number everywhere now, and it's such a good day for today's topic. Today I want to talk about perfectionism. Perfectionism for me is something that hits home because I am a recovering perfectionist. I grew up trying to get good grades. I literally had perfect grades my entire school career. Straight A's. I remember I almost got a B once, and that to me felt like my life was going to end at the time. And this was in elementary school. And I remember that my parents were about to go through a separation because they weren't formally married. But in Argentina, it's very common. They were just as serious as if they were married. They were living together. And eventually, my dad was leaving home. And you know, my mom was working full time and I just remember I had a tough year. And so in one test, I must have been distracted. I don't know what happened because that just didn't happen to me. I was not used to that, but I was going to get a B. And I remember I pleaded with the teacher and here is, you know, fifth grade Jesse pleading with the teacher to let me retake it that, you know, I... I was tired and this and that. And I convinced her because she knew I was a good student. So she let me take the test the same day after I got the results. And I got an A. And when I think about that, Jesse, I don't understand it. Now that I'm older and that I've done a lot of personal growth, I didn't understand until I started looking more into it why or that it was even an issue. I started learning more about personal growth and then I realized okay this is something I have to work on and also the other thing that helped me realize that I needed to work on this was in my mid-20s in my mid-20s I went through a phase where you know I felt like I had done everything quote-unquote right right I went to college I never tried drugs I you know was a good kid whatever all these things that, you know, I tried so hard to be good and a bunch of things happened to me that I felt like, you know what, I want to live life, I want to experience life, I want to make mistakes, I want to take risks and this is when I first got into overcoming my fears and I remember I made a list of things that I wanted to do and some of those things were really simple. A lot of those things were things like, I want to go camping and get dirty and be okay with it and be okay with, you know, hiking and being adventurous and not having a plan and being a spontaneous, which is actually something that's very natural to Sagittarius and to my personality. I am a very spontaneous person. And this is why I want to talk about perfectionism because perfectionism is not really who you are it's a learned behavior and so you could say I have a tendency to be spontaneous but somehow I was a perfectionist I don't get it it's because my natural personality and tendency is to be adventurous and I, I had that as a kid and at some point I became so driven and it seemed like a good quality that it's so easy to continue to perform and outperform myself and be critical of myself. It didn't seem like a problem because it's not like having an eating disorder or a drug addiction where people clearly point out the fact that this is bad for you or a mental health issue. 
even though it is unhealthy, a lot of people think of it as something good. And especially back in the day, I think we have more awareness now. And so when we think about perfectionism, a lot of the time people are like, well, that's, isn't that a good thing? Oh, you had perfect praise? Great. I got accolades and I got recognition for it. Although I, when I first started sharing and investigating about perfectionism, I always knew that I wasn't really doing it to please anybody else. Like my mom never forced me to have perfect grades or I didn't feel like I was doing it for that. So then I started looking into it and there are different types and styles of perfectionism. And the one that I had and that I'm going to share with you more about is one that's actually the most common in women. So most women, most women have this specific style. So this style of perfectionism is called self-oriented perfectionism. And I'm going to read the definition. So self-oriented perfectionists have high personal standards, expect to be perfect, and are very critical if they fail to meet these high expectations. Self-oriented perfectionists tend to have the desire to create social and emotional bonds with others. Studies show that this type of perfectionism is also linked with nurturing, intimacy, social development, and altruism. And like I said, this is the most common in women. And this is true. I always felt nurturing. My core motive is intimacy. And I really care about others. However, perfectionism is still not a healthy thing. I actually will go through the other styles as well, just to share with you. And then we'll dive into what perfectionism actually is. So the other styles are socially prescribed perfectionism. These perfectionists believe that other people expect them to be perfect, will be highly critical of them. So these are the people that are constantly trying to perform for others and be perfect for others. Then we have the other oriented perfectionism, which they expect other people to be perfect. And they're highly critical of those who fail to meet their impossibly high expectations. So think of that boss or parent that high, had super high expectations for you, expected you to be perfect, nothing that you did was good enough. These are the other oriented perfectionists. And then we also have the overt perfectionism. With these perfectionists, they have a very strong preference for order and they show increased anxiety when they don't have order around them. So this is not about other people, but other things like their surroundings. They tend to be opinionated and like to be right and often avoid activities that they cannot do well or don't understand. And then we have covert perfectionism, which is the closeted perfectionist. And they can sometimes be hard to identify because their actions don't always match their perfectionistic thoughts in their head. These perfectionists tend to internally and secretly want to succeed. They may underachieve to avoid any pressure to succeed or competition with those who may be better than them. So when I think about this type, I think of almost like the ones that tend to procrastinate more or not take action. So people wouldn't guess that they're perfectionists or they might come across as procrastinators or they might come across as lazy or underdriven. But they're actually paralyzed. They're actually frozen because unless it's perfect, they're not going to do anything. And if they feel like they're going to underperform or not be great at it, then they don't do it. And therefore, it may seem like the actual opposite effect. 
But let's dive into what perfectionism is. And I have the definition here according to Good Therapy. It says that perfectionism is often defined as a need to be or appear to be perfect, or even to believe that it's possible to achieve perfection. It is typically viewed as a positive trait rather than a flaw. People may use the term healthy perfectionism to describe justify perfectionistic behavior. Like I said, I think in society, even though if you ask people, is perfectionism healthy? Maybe most people would say no, but indirectly society makes it seem like being perfect is the way to go. And we see this in everything when it comes to skin, beauty standards, fashion, design, everything, social media, food, we expect everything to be perfect or we subconsciously or consciously think that it is good to be perfect. It is good to strive for perfection. This is the message that we receive at work. We receive it in school. We receive it from our parents, from our friends. And so it's really easy to fall into that trap. But the reason why I named the episode the perfectionist trap is because it really is a trap and it really is not healthy. It is not technically a mental disorder, but it actually gets sort of close up there. It is a mental issue. So I was reading that there was an analysis of 284 studies that found that high levels of perfectionism were correlated with depression, anxiety, eating disorders, deliberate self-harm, and obsessive compulsive disorder. Now, even if you are thinking, I'm not on that extreme, I don't have any of these disorders, I don't have anxiety or eating disorders or OCD, perfectionism can really hurt us and harm us and hold us back. The way that I've seen it, even other people or myself, is that it can show up in different ways and there are different signs that we can identify to realize whether we have the tendencies. So maybe you're not like a full-on perfectionist, but you may have the tendencies. So some of the symptoms may be that you feel like you feel everything you try, which is obviously not a realistic thought. There's no way that we fail everything that we try in fact, a lot of the time, perfectionists, we don't focus on the wins. We may have accomplished a lot throughout the year or at our jobs or in school, but we still think that it's not good enough. We don't even realize what we have done because we are feeling like we're actually failing. And I remember just even in my 20s thinking that I hadn't accomplished much, you know, feeling frustrated like I hadn't done much, even though I had really good grades. I was very driven. I climbed the corporate ladder really fast in my mid-20s. And I still always kept thinking because I wasn't where I wanted to be, because I hadn't accomplished all the things that I wanted to accomplish, instead of saying, you know what? There's a lot more to accomplish, but I've also done a lot. Instead of giving myself credit, I was so critical of myself. And I was just thinking that I hadn't done much with my life which in some way was a push for me to leave and to, to accomplish more. But we can have that drive without being a perfectionist. We can be driven and ambitious and motivated without being a perfectionist. So even though sometimes these traits show up in perfectionists, they are not the same. So me trying to not be a perfectionist doesn't mean that I'm going to become unmotivated or undriven at all because I have a tendency to be curious 
serious and ambitious as it is it really doesn't matter and i don't need to be perfect and obviously i realized that along the way but it's really hard to identify because it creeps in and it's just so easy i mean i've talked to people about 2020 and there are so many people that told me no like i didn't do anything in 2020 i didn't accomplish anything and as bad as the year was we have to remember to give ourselves credit because we probably did the most in 2020. You may not have a new promotion, a new business or something like that, but think about all the things that we had to overcome in 2020. So if you hear anyone that tells you that they didn't do anything in 2020, that might be a sign of someone that's not giving themselves credit. And that might be a sign that they may be a perfectionist and really hard on themselves. Another symptom is procrastination. It may sound like the opposite. Like perfectionists are people that do so much and accomplish so much. And there's no way that they would become a procrastinator. But the truth is, and I actually experienced this in school too, that because you want to be perfect, sometimes you don't do something because you don't think like you can get it perfectly. You don't think that you can get it done right. So you'd rather not do it at all. And so if it's something that you have to do, like a job, an assignment, something like that, you procrastinate because you keep pushing it off because you don't think that you can do it. So then you're like, oh, I'll do it later. I'll come up with a better idea later. I'll do a better research later blah 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 and it's always later and next thing you know you have a deadline so now it comes across as a procrastination and you're doing it last minute and you're actually accomplishing the opposite of what you wanted to accomplish and so it's really counterproductive but it really does happen a lot with perfectionists we sometimes and i i'm a lot better at this now but Sometimes we procrastinate and it doesn't seem like procrastination because no, it's not like I sit on a couch and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to watch Netflix and waste my life. It's not like that. It's more like, oh, I will launch this product idea that I have when I have all the resources and exactly what I need because I want it to be perfect. And so I may even be wasting time doing other things that seem productive because, again, a perfectionist doesn't want to feel like they're not being perfect. but at the end of the day, it's still procrastination. Another symptom is that you may struggle to relax and share your thoughts and feelings. Why? Because we are so self-critical. Perfectionists are super self-critical. This is something that I struggle with as well growing up. Of course, now because I've been on a self-growth journey, I'm better at this, or at least I can identify it. But for the longest time, it was really hard for me to hear criticism because I was trying to be perfect all the time. So I was already being critical and thinking that I wasn't doing enough and I wasn't doing things good enough. And therefore, if someone said anything, even the smallest little thing, for me, it was sensitive. For me, it was hard. And I remember when I, I was gonna get that B, and well, I got to be on the test and then I, I pleaded with the teacher and then I got an A. But I remember even her just saying something to me about it was like the end of the world. At that time for me, that criticism where, where I was already giving myself a hard time. But nowadays, to be honest, anything that anyone can tell me, I've already thought about that and a million other things that I can do better. So it's still kind of hard, but at least I'm self-aware now and I can keep it under control. Another symptom, and it doesn't mean you have to have all of these, but these are just some of them. And so you maybe have one or two, right? 
depending on your style as well. So if you identify with any of these, then you might be a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist. The other one is they become very controlling in their personal and professional relationship. So when we're talking about perfectionism, behind it all, I think there is either insecurity, fear, or need to control. When I think about my life, for me, wanting to get good grades, perfect grades, is wanting to control. And the reason I keep using a school as an example is because that's when it was more prevalent in me. In the recent years, I had tried to purposely try to unlearn that behavior so I don't have as many recent examples but I still have tendencies but at the same time I'm a lot better than I used to be and sometimes I purposely I'm like F it I don't care because that's my way to handle it. Becoming controlling trying to be in control of your life for your grades the outcome of things what others think your um performance etc it's it's controlling you want to be in control you don't want to feel like someone else can be in control of your grades you want to do it perfect because you want you want to control the outcome and that's not always possible because we can try as hard as we can but there are always other factors outside factors that we cannot control like COVID. Think about that. We may have had so many goals, but for me, for example, I had a tour scheduled for 2020 and it wasn't my goals and I was going to go to New York and Texas, like Dallas and San Jose and Miami and I was going to do a tour and guess what? I, you know, COVID came and I had no control over that. So if I was a perfectionist, 2021 would come and I would be like, oh, I failed. I didn't do that. There was one goal. I wouldn't think of all the things that I accomplished. I would think about the one thing that I didn't accomplish, even though it was in my control and we have that need to control. So that's another sign. Another sign I want to share is you become obsessed with rules, lists, work are extremely apathetic so obsessed on the obsessed side this is probably part of the reason why I love making lists and plans and building a strategy and again it doesn't mean that doing those things is unhealthy but when it comes from the wrong intention then it is right so now I'm better at creating those goals and writing lists and all that because I want to be productive and I want to accomplish my goals and I'm driven however there was a time when I was so obsessed with performance that you just want to track it and you want to make a list and you want to keep track and that becomes obsessive. Or on the other hand, apathetic. So if you feel like you're failing and you're not being perfect, especially for the style where they're so focused on being closeted and not admitting that they're a perfectionist, then you become apathetic because it's like you just kind of get frustrated and you kind of give up and you kind of like become scared. So if you have any of these signs, I recommend that you begin to realize that one, perfectionism is a learned behavior and it can be unlearned. And just like anything, especially if you've been like that your whole life, it doesn't mean you're going to change overnight. It doesn't mean you're not ever, ever going to have any tendencies. However, it just means that if you are aware you are in the beginning of change. When you become aware of something that you have to transform or change or mutate, then that's the first step to changing, right? If you are a smoker, but you feel like, oh, I could quit any day and you don't admit that you have an addiction, you're never going to change because you don't even have the self-awareness. So it's very important 
to have the self-awareness. The other thing about perfectionism is that it's tricky because it's not always clear. Like I said, it's not like we have a name for it. A lot of the times it can be mistaken for just being driven. The difference is that when you're driven, the motive is different. The energy is different. It doesn't cause that stress and anxiety because you're not trying to perform. You just, you're driven. It's a positive feeling. You just want to do it. You feel motivated. You feel positive about it. So remember that perfectionism is now the same as being the best version of yourself. When I was hosting the vision board workshop yesterday, I asked someone, what is the best version of yourself? What does it look like? I asked everyone, actually. That was a question for everyone what does that version of yourself look like and someone mentioned how they're essentially they didn't use the word perfect but essentially that they weren't perfect that their life wasn't where they wanted it to be that they weren't the person they wanted to be but I really wanted to emphasize that perfection does not equal your best self in fact like I said before perfection is actually an issue and when you're thinking about the best version of yourself you would want to think of someone that is not insecure where perfection sometimes stems from insecurity or the best version of yourself you wouldn't want to be someone that's fearful and yet perfection stems from fear so when you start thinking about that fact you realize that it's actually the opposite that if you do want to become the best version of yourself it's not striving for perfection it's striving for authenticity it's striving for healing and healing takes recognition and to recognize your flaws you cannot be trying to be perfect because a perfect person or at least someone that tries to be perfect isn't able to recognize those flaws because they're constantly striving to be perfect and to deny the flaws and deny the humanity in oneself and and the imperfections and the limitations etc and so this is something really important that to know that it's, it's not the same. It's actually beautiful to be imperfect because, first of all, what is perfect, right? My definition of perfect might not be your definition of perfect. And so it's striving for something that it doesn't really exist. The other characteristic of being a perfectionist is that you are so focused on the outcome and not so much on the process. And when I talk about goals and goal setting I always talk about outcome goals versus process goals and what that means is that an outcome goal focuses on just the outcome but it misses the mark because when you focus on the outcome if you don't get that you're going to not do it at all like if you're like well I'm not going to be able to do that perfectly I'm not going to be able to start that business the way I want to start with the perfect circumstances I'm not going to do it when you focus on the process Instead of saying, oh, I just want to start a business, you would say, you know what? This week, I'm going to go and register this. I don't know the entire picture. I don't have all the answers. Nothing is perfect, but I'm going to start with what I have. I'm going to register the business this week. Next week, I'm going to, I don't know, order inventory. The week after that, I'm going to create my social media. The week after that, I'm going to start promoting. You're not thinking about that perfect outcome. You're just thinking about the process and what it's going to take. 
and you're going to be able to enjoy that process better because you're not so focused on the performance aspect of it. Another example, and this happens a lot with writing writers, is rewriting things, right? Like you write something and then you rewrite it and then you rewrite it because you want it to be perfect and then you get frustrated and you quit or you think it's not perfect so you never submit that book proposal or that paper. The other example for creatives, if you're a creative, is over designing, right? You redesign and redesign something and redesign and next thing you know, you're burnt out or you don't post on social media because you want to have the perfect post and then next thing you know you're too burnt out mentally to post or you don't think it's pretty enough to post so now you're not posting and so a person that could create something beautiful because you are driven and you are ambitious and you have great ideas but now you're not even communicating that with the world and therefore you don't receive a response and therefore you get more frustrated because now you think that you don't have an impact or you're not making a difference or you're not doing enough you're not good enough you're not receiving any praise etc and it's all just because you're a perfectionist and you're actually not taking the steps to just create imperfectly now something really important to know and i'm going to share this and and read it and it's part of your perfectionism you may strive to hide your personal problem this can make it even harder to treat remember that it's important to seek help when you need it if perfectionism is interfering with your ability to live a full and happy life speak to your doctor mental health professional the issue here is that because people that want to be perfect because they want to have a perfect life, sometimes they might not even communicate problems or struggles that they're going through. Think about even influencers on social media that only show the good things about their life and they want to live a perfect life. And for all you know, they could be going through so much, but they will not even tell their closest friends because they don't want to be judged because they're scared to be judged. They're scared to fail. They're scared to even appear like they're a failure and therefore they end up not even you know sharing and then they have to handle it on their own and then that causes other mental health issues like anxiety depression self-harm eating disorders it's not that it's the perfectionism itself but it can be the root cause for those things so what are some ways that we can overcome perfectionism for me like i said i had to be messy i had to be a risk taker i had to be less caring i remember i took a personality test and I am a blue it's the color personality and a red and the yellow one is the one that's the fun right those are the personalities that are cracking jokes and they're the life of the party and they're fun and lighthearted and down to earth and I remember when I got I got all into it in my mid-20s too and I got obsessed with it and I loved it and I can literally meet a person and know what their colors are because I got so into it. I just know so much about it. But according to that test, you can learn from other colors, right? Other tendencies, other traits, and you can adopt those, right? This is why it is good to take personality tests. It's not to prescribe something and dwell in it, like saying, well, I'm a red, so I'm this way, so be it, whatever. Can't change it. No, it's good to understand your type so that you can adapt and you can use your strengths, right? In your color, and your type, whatever it may be, you can use those strengths, but when it comes to the weaknesses, you can correct or learn from others. And so in my case, you know, yellows also tend to be like the downsides of the yellows, right? They, they can be irresponsible, they can be flaky, etc. So 
of course, I wasn't going to become a yellow and pick up their weaknesses, but I decided, I remember I decided to pick up on their strengths, right? To be more lighthearted. Like I said, this is when I started camping and I started being more lighthearted, traveling more, which I, I've always loved to travel, but just doing like the more adventurous side of traveling and not the safe side of traveling and just picking up on those traits, it really worked. It, over time, I adopted those traits and because I'm a Sagittarius, which is natural for us to be that way anyway, it became easier and easier. So one of the ways that we can overcome perfectionism is by doing it, right? Uh, do the messy thing, take the risk and make the mistake. And maybe you do accomplish it and maybe you don't, right? Start the business, even if it's not perfect and it might go great, it's gone great for me, or it might fail. But what if it does fail? No one's life is perfect, which is the second way to overcome is understanding and having realistic expectations that there is no perfection, that you're never going to be perfect. And so you're better off sooner than later to just recognize that and admit it to yourself and the entire world that you're never going to be perfect and nothing is ever going to be perfect and that that's totally okay. And another way that we can begin to overcome perfectionism is Stop comparing yourself to other people, especially if you have perfectionist tendencies or if you are a perfectionist, stop comparing yourself. Stop looking at other people on social media. Like something that people don't understand for me, I don't spend a lot of time on social media. I know it may seem like it because I'm an influencer. I'm always posting. I'm always creating content. Yes, I spend time creating content because that satisfies me as a creative and because I love to teach and educate and share knowledge and inspire, etc. But I don't actually sit there on social media and scroll. I don't do the scrolling ever. I never scroll through social media. And for me, it's not necessarily about the comparison or not comparison. It's the fact that my mind doesn't have the bandwidth to do that and I don't have time in my day to do that but if you are a perfectionist that is one of the worst things that you can do in the society that we live in because whether you're trying to have a perfect body and now you're scrolling through and seeing all these freaking models Instagram models who are not real most of the time whether it's just from editing tools or surgery or both it's not realistic Uh, if you're trying to have perfect skin if you're trying to be a perfect designer or a perfect business owner, millionaire, and you're not there yet, that can really, really make a perfectionist just go nuts. And so make sure that you're not comparing yourself. Something that my mom taught me and I've always lived that way throughout my life is that I get happy for other people. So if I scroll through something and I see somebody succeeding, I genuinely get happy. I don't have a problem with it in that sense. My perfectionism, because of my style of perfectionism, I'm I'm not interested in that. My perfectionism is striving to be perfect myself, not necessarily expecting it of others or comparing myself to others. But even if you are like myself, which most women are, and you are trying to be the best version of yourself, that can still show up for you. That can still be something that, Even if you're not envying anyone else, you might still feel inadequate when you're seeing someone else, quote unquote, being perfect. And let me tell you, sis, I don't know what world you're in, but in my world, I have hung out with so many influencers, so many gurus, business, famous people. I've met so many famous people. In fact, in San Diego, there's a lot of people that are known everywhere, but, you know, I live here, so I I know their lives. And a lot of it is fake, right? The cars are fake, they're just rentals, and they'll claim that they own them. You know, the houses are rentals, and they claim they own them. They exaggerate their numbers. They are constantly trying to do that to look good. 
and it has no use. It has no use because they are encouraging other people to feel inadequate without even trying, but also because they're harming themselves, right? They're not really getting those things. They're wasting so much time trying to appear a certain way that they're not using the time to actually accomplish the things that they really truly want to accomplish and the things that would truly make them happy. My recommendation, if you are trying to be a perfectionist and if you feel like maybe the imposter syndrome, right, because your coworker has three degrees and you only have one, even though you have worked your way up, you know, the corporate ladder, whatever it may be, and you're comparing yourself and you're thinking, I'm not good enough, I'm not perfect enough, your house is not perfectly tidy as it is in Instagram photos or TikTok videos, and everyone else seems to have a house like out of a magazine and your house is messy. Let me tell you, my house is messy all the time, and my house it's not messy because I like mess. I, I like cleanliness and I like organization. It's just I have to hire help. I have to have a mate. I personally don't have the time and the bandwidth. And old Jesse would have been frustrated by that because old Jesse would have wanted to be the perfect housekeeper and the perfect maid and the perfect cook and the perfect business owner and the perfect daughter and the perfect sister and the perfect friend. And this Jesse, I just want to be the best version of myself. And that is not being perfect. I want to be authentically me and do the things that I truly want to do. And honestly, cleaning isn't one of them. You know, I want the house to be clean, but that's, I can't say that that's my inclination, right? So I can go and hire somebody else and I have to do that for me. Before, that to me would have meant being inadequate because I can't keep it together like the perfect Instagram moms. And I'm not even a mom. I'm just a dog mom. But I still would have maybe thought, how do they do it? They have kids and they can keep their house clean. How can I not keep my house clean, right? Like, think about all these things. I remember I even had made a big deal about it and shared it with people like, oh, yeah, my house is a mess. And like, I get all frustrated with it. And then eventually I was just like, I just got to drop it. I just got to hire someone. And some days it's going to be messy because I don't have a maid that comes every single day and cleans. And I'm not home. The truth is I get up, I change and I go to work. I go to my business and that's that's what I enjoy doing and that's what I choose to do and that's the Jesse the best version of myself is doing the things that I love to do is and when I say doing the things I love to do it doesn't mean you're not gonna do things that are uncomfortable or that take a sacrifice because you know a lot of the things about my business I love doing and a lot of things are still sacrificing they're still uncomfortable but they're still going towards something that I want to do which is to build my business and I want to accomplish a lot of certain goals and there are household things that I love to do, like cooking. I generally, that's my escape. I love cooking. I love coming home and making a good meal. And even if I'm by myself, I love plating and making it look beautiful. So <laughs> it has nothing to do with, you know, giving up on something or not trying or not doing something you're uncomfortable with you know there are times where I have clean so I'm not saying that all I'm saying is stop thinking that you can be perfect and stop basing those standards on current and realistic expectations right this is why now people expect to have 
that airbrush contour look in real life where it's just not the way that our faces are made and designed and if you want to do that for makeup or artistry that's great so I'm not shutting that down if you want your house to be perfect because you genuinely love to stitch just like I love to cook and I love to like plate my my meals and you love to stage your home like you're gonna sell it every day that's great I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that all I'm saying is create what you want to create be authentic to yourself that is the best version of yourself for me the best version of myself is waking up and knowing that I'm living a life that I chose to live perfect or not and not a life that someone else decided for me or that I created because I was scared or because I wanted to please others or because I wanted to look perfect or because I wanted other people to envy me like I literally do not want that for my life I have also learned to take criticism better to understand and and it's still hard for me that one that one's hard for me because I'm still self-critical and that doesn't just come from the perfections in me but also like being a blue like going back to the personality colors I'll, I'll do an episode on these but you know one of the quote-unquote weaknesses of the blue color is that we are highly self-critical so and we are also highly sensitive naturally and so it's something that we have to work on and we don't naturally just things don't just naturally rough off on us like we don't just like oh whatever that we ha- I have to try to be like okay you know it's not personal or okay and I have become good at it, but it's still something that isn't natural. Whereas, like, I admire people that someone could tell them something and it's just like they couldn't care less. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about things like someone says something about my outfit or something. I don't care at all. I, I'll laugh. I'll make jokes about myself, whatever. It's just more when someone judges me the wrong way or I've worked so hard for something and then someone just wants to destroy it or criticize it or take it down or if someone is maliciously you know trying to put me down that kind of stuff is what I'm talking about I wanted to share that with you again I don't ever want you to think that I'm perfect or that perfection is a way to become your best self I wanted to make that distinction And I wanted to share these stories with you because I want you to pursue the best version of yourself and to give up on perfectionism. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to let me know. Share on social media and tag me. It helps a lot and it means the world to me when I know that anything has been helpful here. And so make sure you go do that. And if you really love this podcast, make sure you write me a review. Besos.